Hey mama, motherhood is hard, isn't it? That's why I'm so glad you're here to join the conversation. Welcome to the Mom Life Mindset Podcast. I'm Erin Trier, and here we're going to be talking about every aspect of wellness from the inside out. The goal is to keep mindset, mental health, and protecting our peace at the center of everything we do in our day-to-day lives. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Mom Life Mindset Podcast. This is episode 22, and I'm your host, Erin Trier. Here at the Mom Life Mindset, I'm doing everything I can to talk about mental health, mindset, protecting our peace, and really focusing in on habits in our day-to-days that help us feel our best from the inside out. So this is a continuation of the last episode where I was talking about my motherhood story, my mental health journey, and my transition into becoming a mom. And the last episode I was ending on talking about our last two kiddos, how far apart they were when my last kiddo was born and kind of moving into that transition in our journey. So as I said at the end of last episode, Rowan, our little guy, was born October of 2019. And him and his older sister are about 20 three-ish months apart. So they were closer in age than our first two kiddos. So it was our first two kids who are about 26, almost 27 months apart, almost a four-year gap. And then our younger two kiddos who are almost about 23 months apart. And so when Rowan was born at the end of 2019, I had a fairly normal delivery. Everything went really smoothly. Um, I was really lucky to have an amazing doctor, have always enjoyed personally the care I've had here in Park City, and came home to a completely full house, to say the least. We were really lucky to have a lot of family here to help us because I now had a newborn, a almost two-year-old, and then two older kids, right? An almost six-year-old and an eight-year-old. And so coming home to a super full house was overwhelming to say the least. It was interesting because Dave and I, before Rowan was born, we kind of had said to each other and kind of laughed like, oh, I don't know. It'll probably not be that big of a deal transitioning into four kids because we already have three and we're already used to the chaos. We're already used to how loud it is. We're already used to the needs. We're already used to things just feeling kind of nutty. Like we were already used to having a life that felt really full. So we didn't really assume that adding another kiddo would be an overwhelmingly hard transition. Well, let me tell you, I was very surprised by how hard having four kids became. Now, mind you, Rowan was born in October of 2019. That was about four months or so before the pandemic really hit at the beginning of 2020. And I, before the pandemic even hit, felt myself really dive deep into some pretty aggressive anxiety, depression, overwhelm, which was exacerbated by all of the other needs of our other kids, complete exhaustion from no sleep, and Mind you, it's also the middle of winter 
here in Park City. So I was like dealing with being cooped up inside, cold weather, overwhelmed with all the kids, diving hard into depression and anxiety. I could just feel it in my body. Like everything felt heavier and harder. And it, it, it like took everything in me to kind of get up and figure out how to do all the things that I needed to do. And I had a really hard time resting when Rowan was born. Like I did what I could and I had so much help, which was amazing in the beginning when our family was here to support us. But I still like always felt this pressure or need to have to do something for somebody because again, we had four kids. We had now had four kids and we were trying to kind of figure out our new norm. Well, then the pandemic hit and you know, schools shut down right at the beginning of March. And at the time, my parents and Dave's parents were down in Florida. And I remember looking at Dave when right, like five seconds after the, the schools had said we're closing. I remember looking at Dave and saying, I, I can't do this. I cannot be here alone with no help with a newborn, with you working now having to school our kids at, in the house. Like I, I'm, I'm, I can't make it. Like, I felt like I was back in that same situation I was in when I went from one to two kids the first time, but this time it felt 10 times more intense. And I don't know if it was because the world was shutting down. Also, I'm going to go ahead and say that played a huge role in the intensity of how it felt, but it was the same feeling. Like I can't do this. I'm suffocating. I'm overwhelmed. I need help. I cannot, I just cannot. There was no other word I could use. So within about two hours, we booked a flight and got on a plane to Florida. And we went down to Florida because literally my mental health was not going to survive. I can confidently say if we would have stayed home, I would have spiraled into an extremely dark place that almost scares me to think about. I, I'm not sure how I would have made it because of just how I felt and the overwhelm I was experiencing and then being cooped up in my house alone. It just felt so suffocating and so scary. And it was like deja vu because I had gone through it before, but this time it felt way scarier. So we made the quick decision to go down to Florida we were on lockdown in Florida. We stayed there for almost three months, shifting our time really between my parents' house and my husband's parents' house, my in-laws. And we had tremendous help, which to this day, I am so grateful for. It was literally the biggest blessing. And quite honestly, sometimes I feel like it saved my life because I, I can confidently say again, I don't think I would have made it without support and help during that season of my motherhood journey. And I know the pandemic did wild things for moms everywhere, for families everywhere, for parents everywhere, for husbands everywhere, for dads everywhere, for people everywhere. The pandemic exacerbated things times a billion. It brought up so much emotional turmoil and trauma and like things that we've maybe not healed and just overwhelm and anxiety and all of the things. Like it brought up so many things 
for all of us in some capacity. For me, it brought up a suffocating amount of overwhelm to the point where I looked at Dave and said, I don't think I can make it if we don't get help. And so we did. And I'm so grateful to this day because my mental health was in a very hard spot at that point. And so we lived in Florida for three months, came home, and, you know, the back half of Rowan's first year of life was a little better, but, you know, things were still really locked down and we were still in our house a lot of the time, weren't doing any activities, just our family. Um, and I was still trying to figure out our new norm as a family of four. And I will say Rowan is now two and a half and I am just now feeling like we are almost to the point of finding our new norm. So even that first year of his life, total blur, throwing the pandemic, the next year of his life still has been bizarre because it's still kind of pandemic, kind of not. And I am still working through the heavy, the hard, the trauma, the like fight or flight I feel like I've been in for a really long time, the trying to get used to our new norm, the overwhelming amount of needs, the just transition. Here I am almost three years later, just over two and a half years later, and I'm still not there. I am still working through it. I still have anxiety and depression issues or things that I'm working through, right? I still have an overwhelming amount of feelings every hour of every day because we have four kiddos and they all have a lot of needs. We are learning more about their needs every single day. The older they get, the more they change. The older they get, the more they need. And what's interesting about our family right now is we have two olders and we have two littles. And so what Dave and I are finding a lot of the time is we, we kind of have to divide and conquer on what our family is doing because when we're all together all the time or we're trying to do an activity all together, someone is always unhappy because it's hard to find things we can do that cater to the older kids and the younger kids. And so again, we're in this interesting season, this season filled with all kinds of things. The other big thing that we've learned along the way, especially about the two, the past two and a half years, same time as the pandemic are some bigger, deeper needs from a health standpoint for my son, Brendan. My son, Brendan is a neurodiverse kid. He has epilepsy and he is also working through some like mind gut type things with a functional doctor right now. And with those added health needs, in addition to my own health needs and all the needs of our entire family, it can be a lot. It can be a lot. And I have days where I wake up and I feel like I can't do it. And I have days where I literally try to sleep to the last possible second so I don't have to have my brain on any longer than I have to. And that's my reality right now. That's my reality. But here's where I'm sharing this. Here's where I'm talking about all of this transition and all of these needs and all of this stuff that our family has dealt with. Because I want you to know that the stuff that you're dealing with 
no matter what it is, no matter how big or small, no matter, no matter how heavy or hard, it's real. And I want to validate you right now to understand that whatever it is that you're feeling or managing or going through is real and it's okay if it is hard AF. And it's okay if sometimes you're like, I just don't want to do this or I don't want to have to figure it out or I don't know what to do. I am just winging this thing and hoping that I don't mess it all up. If that's how you feel in any capacity, let me validate you right now. You are not alone, my friend. That's truly how motherhood feels sometimes. And I have grown enough in 11 years to realize that I no longer need to feel any level of shame or guilt around saying that. Like I did the first time I said it to Dave, however many years ago, sitting across that dark room after our second kiddo had just turned one. I still remember that guilt and shame I felt. And I am so glad I have slowly figured out how to work through that and let it go. Because that doesn't serve you. And it doesn't serve me. And it's not something you need to carry. And here's why. As moms, we hold ourselves to absolutely impossible expectations. We like drum up these things in our minds about how we should be or how it needs to be or how it's supposed to be because we either learned it or we were taught that way or we saw someone share that that's how it should be or that's what a quote-unquote good mom looks like. If you fit this mold, then you're good. If you fit this mold, then you're on the right track or whatever narrative you want to say, right? But here's what I need you to know. After all of this storytelling I've shared, which has gone way too long, so I thank you so much for sticking around to hear all the details. Here's what I want to share with you. Your mental health as a mom is the most important thing on your wellness journey or your quest to health or your desire to live a healthy, fulfilling, grounded, peaceful, calm, joyful, exceptional life, right? Your mental health is at the center of that. It truly is. Without our peace of mind and learning tools to keep us grounded and learning how to be mindful and learning how to be intentional with our words and our actions and how we treat ourselves and in turn how we treat our family and our kids, like all of those things are at the absolute center and it all stems from our brain and our mental health and how we're nurturing that. So I will tell you some of the things that I've been doing, especially over the last year and a half or so, is I've been diving back into therapy. I've been in and out of therapy quite a bit throughout my life. 
And the past year and a half, I've gone back very consistently because I just had reached that overwhelming point where I couldn't do, I couldn't make sense of it in my head anymore. I couldn't unpack it alone. I needed an objective opinion. I needed someone to help me pinpoint like what was real and what was made up. I needed someone to help me feel validated in the things that I was managing and tell me that I wasn't completely losing it for feeling all the things I was going through. And that's one of the most powerful things about therapy is you can go into your therapist or a therapy office or, you know, even virtually, because I've been doing a lot virtually with the pandemic and you can objectively talk about your feelings and your situation and your circumstances. And there's no judgment. And the best part is they help you unpack what thoughts you're having that aren't real and that don't serve you. And that's one of the most valuable things when it comes to mental health is figuring out, okay, what kinds of thoughts am I having? And are these actually real or not? It's so important to remember that. It's so important to know that you don't have to believe everything that you think. That truth has been game-changing for me on my mental health journey. And I want you to really think about that. You absolutely are validated in everything that you feel. But I want you to think about, are the thoughts that you're thinking that may be leading to feelings, are they real? Or are they a negative soundtrack you made up somewhere? Or are they an unnecessary voice you don't need to listen to? Those are the kinds of powerful practices to start to think through. And quite honestly, therapy has been one of the most game-changing things for me in order to do that. Because when you're in your own head and you're thinking about all the things and you're feeling all the things, it's really hard to decipher sometimes, especially when you're really big lost and you're really lonely and you feel like you're in this super dark place, it's really hard to unpack it alone. And I want to do everything in my power to just start to break the stigma around mental health isn't really that important. Or if you need help with your mindset or your mental health, then you're weak. Nothing could be further from the truth. When you become self-aware enough to know that you need more support from a mental health standpoint, honestly, there's nothing more brave in my mind. Nothing symbolizes being a stronger person than knowing yourself enough to say, I need someone else to help me. Reaching out to someone, reaching out to your partner, reaching out to your friends, reaching out to your church, reaching out to a therapist, reaching out to community groups. It's so powerful. And that's one of the reasons I really wanted to dive in and share my story so deeply is because I want you to be able to relate in some way, right? I want you to maybe see yourself in some capacity in what I've shared. Maybe it's in the feelings. Maybe it's in the situation. Maybe it's in you know, how your babies were born. Maybe you lived abroad. Maybe you felt really lonely and in a dark place 
during one year of motherhood transitions from one kid to two kid or however many kids, maybe you're in a different place in your motherhood journey. But regardless, when you hear someone talk about the way they felt and you can hear parts of your story in theirs, that's where the hope comes from. That's where the hope comes from. And in the end, that's what we all want, right? We want this understanding that there's hope. We want this understanding that we can have faith, that it will improve, that it will not last forever, that we will figure it out, that we will make a way, that we will find what we need in order to keep pressing forward. Now, I'm a believer. And I know everybody believes in what they believe. Whatever you believe in, I want you to know that who you are and what you manage and what you may feel from the inside out is real. And the best and most effective way to understand that and unpack it and and know that you are not the only one is to talk it out to find safe places, to trust someone or something with your story so you can feel less alone. The reality is talking about mental health and bringing more awareness to the mental health game is how we all continue to break down walls. It's how we get rid of the stigma. It's how we normalize therapy. It's how we normalize support. It's how we help all of us feel a little bit more understood with the different things that we manage internally. As humans, we feel all the things. And pretending that we don't, especially as moms, does a massive disservice, not only to ourselves, but the entire motherhood community. Motherhood is the biggest blessing in my life. I have never been more overjoyed or overflowing with love in my entire life. I have also never been so overwhelmed and so lost and so confused at the same time. And that's okay. I don't have to have it all figured out, neither do you. We don't need to have it all figured out. What we need is more transparency and vulnerability. What we need is moms being honest about the struggle sometimes and knowing that that doesn't make us negative or a bad mom or ungrateful. It makes us real and authentic and honest and human. And gosh, I love nothing else more than that. It is literally my passion to connect with people who want to have deep, authentic conversation about life, who want to dive straight into the good stuff and reflect on the heavy things and figure out ways to learn and grow and make the most of what we're doing here. And I've learned along my motherhood journey that the best way that I'm able to do that is to be really honest about how hard the mental game has been for me throughout my motherhood journey. It has not been easy. It still isn't. But I'm learning more and more with more support and more help 
and seeing my doctor and talking to my doctor and going to therapy and getting resources in my life that help me feel like I have a backbone, those are the tools that continue to help me figure out how do I take care of myself the most so I can show up for the people that matter the most to me in my life. Thank you guys for tuning into my motherhood story here. Really quickly, in case you aren't aware, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And throughout the month of May, I will be giving back to maternal mental health through my mindset shop. So anything that you purchase through the shop, whether it's for yourself or for mom friends or for the other women in your life that you might know that might enjoy some of the things that I offer, a portion of your purchases will go back to 2020 Mom, which is a nonprofit organization working to give back to the maternal mental health community. And they are actually doing a maternal mental health week online this week from May 2nd to May 8th, where women are encouraged to share their stories, talk about mental health, talk about their motherhood transitions and journeys and things they've learned and things they're working on and just being transparent about the hardship, right? Just being transparent about how we deal with this as moms, all of us in some capacity and that it's okay. And that most importantly, it's so essential for your own well-being to reach out for support as you feel you need it. And so throughout this month, I'll be sharing interviews with other people who are going to share their stories and their perspective about mental health and motherhood. And again, I will be doing everything I can to be an advocate for this very important topic. Just in closing, I saw a really awesome story. I need to find it and share it with you guys. But I saw a really awesome story about autism awareness last month because April was Autism Awareness Month. And the story that I read talked about how the mom was talking about her kiddos. And she said, I don't want to hear about autism awareness anymore. anymore. I also don't want to hear about autism advocacy anymore. What I want to hear about is autism inclusion. And that struck a massive chord with me because that's exactly what we need with mental health. We need mental health inclusion. Mental health awareness is great, but it doesn't necessarily push us into action. Including this into our conversations and normalizing and validating the feelings that we feel is the name of the game. And I'm really excited to continue along this journey to continue to share the importance of including mental health. Most importantly, and always when we're talking about our health and wellness from the inside out. If you guys found value today, please feel free to share this episode and last week's episode or last episode at the beginning of my story with your network. Send me a DM anytime if you have questions. If you have topics or things you'd like me to talk about on the podcast, feel free to reach out to me at any point in time. You can send me an email or find me on social. I am always open to talking about your story, hearing more of your perspective, and finding ways to just bring more light to this very important conversation. Thank you for being a part of today's episode. Thank you for being someone who is caring, and wanting to learn more about mental health, we are all learning 
myself included, so much every day. And the more we can get educated and continue to talk about it, the better. Never forget, Mama, that your peace of mind matters. See you in the next one.